welcome to Books in the Middle, a podcast just for middle school books. You've probably heard of a white flag and know what it stands for, too. But what about a black flag? What happens when someone raises a black flag during a battle? Let's jump back to the Civil War. During the Civil War, it was pretty commonplace for both sides to exchange prisoners of war. After all, it's expensive to house prisoners of war, you're feeding them, and they're not helping your war effort at all, except, you know, you're keeping them out of the war. But if the other side has your prisoners and you have theirs, why not make an exchange? And that's exactly what happened during the Civil War, too, because, you know, things were expensive and men were short. But something happened. It happened in 1863. And you may know where I'm going with this. With something called the Emancipation Proclamation. Lincoln issued that. And once he did that, the exchange of prisoners stopped. Now, the largest prison for Union soldiers to be held in Confederate territory was just outside of a place called Andersonville in Georgia. And they put a lot of Union prisoners there. It was never meant to hold as many as it ended up holding, but it became the main prison for Union soldiers who were captured and were being held in the South. As I mentioned before, it's expensive to house and keep care of prisoners of war. And the South was running out of money. They were running out of all resources, but money was definitely in short supply. There wasn't a whole lot left over for those Union soldiers. So the Union soldiers were really banking on getting out of Andersonville and back home to their own units because they wanted food. So many of them were beginning to starve, and they didn't understand why the exchange of prisoners had stopped. As mentioned previously, the change in policy had been made in January 1863 when President Lincoln signed a document called the Emancipation Proclamation. This single document gave freedom to all slaves held in rebellious states. Lincoln and the Union refused to recognize the Confederacy as an independent nation. It also stated that black men will be received into the armed services of the United States. Soon after, recruitment posters for the U.S. Army began to appear in public places in the North. Rally, men of color, at once for your country, the posters stated. Thousands of black men enlisted. By May 1863, African-American soldiers were fighting on the battlefields in the South. They, too, became prisoners of war. The Confederacy viewed the Emancipation Proclamation as an attempt to incite a slave uprising and therefore refused to release black prisoners of war. To do so meant to recognize that black men were equal to white men. To Southerners, who regarded enslaved blacks as property, this was unthinkable. The Confederacy threatened to raise the black flag in those battles in which African-American soldiers fought. Raising the black flag was a signal on the battlefield that no prisoners of war would be taken. Soldiers who surrendered or were captured would instead be killed. In addition, the Confederate War Department threatened to execute, if captured, any white Union officer of a black regiment. The South never actually hoisted the black flag, but with few exceptions, generally for officers of very high rank, the exchange of all prisoners ceased 
as a result of this bitter disagreement over black prisoners. The men inside Andersonville were not just prisoners of war. They were prisoners of politics. As summer wore on and the situation grew even more desperate, the reasons why they were there weren't so important. All that mattered was getting out. If the Union government did not act soon, there would be no blue coats left to exchange. They would all be dead. The horrors of Andersonville, life and death inside a Civil War prison by Catherine Gourley. <laughs> 